Good morning and welcome in, everybody. Today, we're going to take a look at a passage of Scripture from the book of 2 Corinthians. Beginning at verse 9, it says, Wherefore we labor, that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of them. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your consciences. First of all, in this passage, the apostle begins by teaching that we labor. And when you labor, it means to work. Before we became a believer, each of us were involved with the sinful works of the flesh. This is because the scriptures conclude that all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But once we are submerged beneath the waters of baptism, we are to rise up and become a new creature in Christ Jesus. Our past misdeeds are expunged so that we can take a step in a new direction. As our past was filled with bad works, now our future must be filled with good works instead. All of us have sinned. But through God's grace and a willing heart, we can become transformed into his chosen saints. First Peter 4 verse 3 says, For the time past of our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles when we walked in lasciviousness, lusts, excess of wine, revelings, banquetings, and abominable idolatries. Ephesians 2 2 says, Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. To inherit eternal life, we must repent of dead works, because unless you rid yourself of them, they will only lead to death. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 6.21 says, What fruit had you then in those things whereof you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. We must labor to eventually enter into the kingdom of heaven. Our lives need to be a labor of love towards the Lord. Each day we are working to perfect ourselves. Each day we are working uh, at obedience towards God. Each day we are working at humble submission to his will. Someday each of us will be judged according to our works. Just knowing that fact should cause somebody to flee from sin. Each day God is watching to see who truly will be obedient to him. And we must prove our faithful love for him by our works. Faith is the evidence of things unseen. And works are the evidence of our faith. No works, no faith. James 2, beginning of verse 20. But wilt thou know, vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see then how that by works a man is justified, and not by faith only. Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works, when she had received the messengers, and had sent them out another way. For as a body without the spirit is dead, so faith 
without works is dead also. Obviously, we have the precious gift of forgiveness through our Lord Jesus Christ, but we must act accordingly and cooperatively with the grace that he has supplied us. Once again, the apostle continues at verse 9, Wherefore we labor, that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. To walk in an acceptable manner before God is to have a lifestyle that he approves of. Heaven is a place reserved for God's saints, not for wicked and penitent sinners. Abiding in sinfulness has never been, nor will ever be acceptable to God. And this is why God sent Jesus, so that we could get forgiven for our past and go and sin no more. Sinful and unholy living must be repented of, otherwise death will follow. Be not deceived. Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. Hebrews 12, 14 says, Follow peace with all men in holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. To be acceptable, we must be capable of coming out from the world in its sinful ways. Moses came out of Egypt, and Lot came out of Sodom and Gomorrah. We must do the same to prove our love for the Lord. 2 Corinthians 6, verse 17 says, Wherefore, come out from among them. And be a separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. We must lovingly obey Christ to become acceptable to him. Romans chapter 14, verse 18, For he that in these things serveth Christ is acceptable to God, and approved of men. Ephesians 5, verse 6, Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. Now, you might give somebody a command to do something. To which sometimes they'll respond, it will be done. But you know, in order to get something done, it requires actions and must be proved by your own works. James 1.22 says, but be a doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Pro professing faith without submission to the will of God is complete vanity. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Colossians 1, verse 10 says, That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. When you obey God, you become pleasing to him, which will result in being accepted by him. When a child obeys their parent, well, they please them, too. 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 1 says, Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as you have received of us how you ought to walk and to please God, so you would abound more and more. Now, lastly, the apostle teaches in our study passage, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your consciences. Paul was very concerned and filled with the fear of God, knowing 
what was going to happen to those who refused to repent. Paul wasn't living like a wretch, like many people who profess Christianity do today. Those who reject the path of conversion and sanctification are ultimately going to be punished by God. What are people going to think when entire families are cast into the lake of fire and they'll be shaking their fists and gnashing their teeth? And if they don't think God's going to avenge, they're out of their minds. There's no fear of God before their eyes. Job 23.15 says, Therefore am I troubled at his presence when I consider I am afraid of him. Hebrews 10 verse 31 says, It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. By God's grace, we must repent of dead works and submit and serve him with an obedient heart. Hebrews 12 verse 28 says this, Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. The Christian life is about turning from darkness to light and from wrong to right. The path to heaven is clearly laid out to us through the teachings of Scripture, and now the responsibility is up to you. Will you lovingly submit to the will of God? Will you take the opportunity that he has granted through his grace to change and amend your own life? Will you yield yourself to him with a meek and obedient heart? What will you choose to do with God's incredible grace? Will you use it to prove yourself acceptable to him? Because the ball's in your court. So let's think about these things for right now. We can be found on your web browser by searching TLK JBC, where you can find our diaries distributed through various platforms. We are not associated nor affiliated with any other religious groups, and you can get our entire podcast feeds directly along with transcripts at TLKJBC.com. Or I suppose that you can find us somewhere up here in the great northern Minnesota woods. Peace to you all, and Lord willing, we'll talk with you some more tomorrow. Till then, bye-bye, everybody.